Girl podcast is sponsored by ASPCA Animal Poison Control Center. Got a poison emergency? The ASPCA Animal Poison Control Center is the best resource for any animal poison-related emergency, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. If you think that your patient may have ingested a potentially poisonous substance, call 888-426-4435. Today's podcast is on bromethylin, which is a rodenticide that you may be seeing with increased frequency. Now, you may not be aware, but the EPA released a mandate in 2011 that mandates that long-acting anticoagulants like bradificum and bromodialone be less frequently available on the market. This is frustrating to us veterinarians because long-acting anticoagulants are the only one with an antidote. Unfortunately, because of this EPA mandate, Now we're going to be seeing more bromethylene and cholecalciferol toxicosis. While bromethylene sounds like bradificum and bromodialone, it has nothing to do with vitamin K. And it's important to differentiate that bromethylene actually results in central nervous system signs. The way that bromethylene works is it uncouples oxidative phosphorylation. In other words, your brain can't produce ATP anymore, resulting in cerebral edema. Bromethylene comes in several trade names such as Tomcat, Victor Fastkill, Fast Track, Tauparid, and other types of mole and gopher bait. So when in doubt, you want the pet owner to actually bring in the box so you can confirm the active ingredient. It comes in green, blue, pink, tan, and various different colors. So you can't differentiate it from a long-acting anticoagulant or any other types of rodenticides based on physical appearance. It's also marketed as a gummy worm. So when in doubt, have the owner bring in the original box. When it comes to bromethylene, the lethal dose that kills 50% of dogs is approximately 3.7 mg per kg, while cats are much more sensitive with an LD50 of only 0.54 mg per kg. When a patient gets into bromethylene, there's two main types of symptoms or syndromes that we can see. There's paralytic syndrome or there's convulsant syndrome. Paralytic syndrome is typically seen when we see lower ingestions but still toxic ingestions, and we can see clinical signs within one to four days. Classically, you'll see hindlimataxia, weakness, decreased conscious proprioception, to even paralysis, while cats may show more vague signs such as abdominal distension, ileus, or even increased urethral tone. With massive ingestions of bromethylene, we can see convulsant syndrome, and this is usually when greater than the LD50 has been ingested. These are rapid onset clinical signs, usually within 2 hours to 24 hours, and we usually will see stimulatory signs like tremors, secondary hyperthermia, hyperexcitement, and even seizures. If you have a patient that got into bromethylene, you want to initiate early and aggressive decontamination as long as they're asymptomatic. If they're already ataxic and seizuring, again, it is too late to induce emesis. For more information, you can check out our podcast, To Vomit or Not to Vomit. With bromethylene, it's important to keep in mind that it does undergo enterohepatic recirculation. So if it's an acute ingestion, you can consider rapid emesis induction, followed by multiple doses of activated charcoal. For more information, check out our podcast on activated charcoal, to give or not to give. Ultimately, treatment's symptomatic and supportive. Placing them on IV fluids, antiemetics so they don't vomit up all that charcoal, and really assessing them for cerebral edema. 
If your patient demonstrates clinical signs of cerebral edema, you want to make sure to reduce the intracranial pressure, something as simple as elevating the head at a 15 to 30 degree angle, giving drugs like mannitol at 0.5 to 2 grams per kg slowly over 30 minutes, and perfusing the patient using IV fluids to help maintain cerebral perfusion pressure, putting them on oxygen support, and again, keeping them hydrated. We no longer use steroids for the treatment of cerebral edema. So even though the box of bromethylin says, if ingested, seek your physician for steroids, we don't actually do this in veterinary medicine anymore. And that's because steroids are actually contraindicated with any kind of cerebral ischemia or head trauma. For more information, check out our podcast on steroids and head trauma. Are they warranted? Finally, if your patient's demonstrating clinical signs of tremoring or seizures, you want to reach for a centrally acting muscle relaxant like methocarbamol or anticonvulsants in order to decrease cerebral metabolism and to make sure that you're stopping the tremors and seizures. Lastly, thermoregulation. If you have a patient that's been tremoring and seizuring and they're hyperthermic, you want to make sure to use cooling measures to prevent secondary disseminated intravascular coagulation. Overall, the prognosis for bromethylene toxicosis is excellent, especially when the patient's been appropriately decontaminated.